وَمْتَازُوا and stand apart الْيَوْمَ today أَيُّهَا الْمُجْرِمُونَ O you criminals On the one hand, those who believe in the ayat of Allah, those who follow the messengers, and they are ala sirati mustaqim, then where will they be? In Jannah. How will they be? Fi shughulin fakihun. What will they receive? Salam. Qawlam min rabbir rahim. And on the other hand, those who deny, wamtazu, then keep away. Imtazu is from the root letters meem, ya, zay. And imtaza is to separate, to distinguish. So imtazu meaning separate yourselves. Get away. Do not mix with. Today, al-yawma today, meaning the day of judgment, ayyuhal mujrimun, O you criminals, keep away from the believers. Don't mix with them. Don't blend with them. Even though you had been together in the world, today you stand apart. Because the day of judgment is the day of separation. In Surah Al-Rum, Ayah 14, Allah says, وَيَوْمَ تَقُومُ السَّاعَةُ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَتَفَرَّقُونَ The day when the hour will come, that day people will be separated. Real separation will happen that day. The righteous will be taken where? To Jannah. And the criminals will be taken somewhere else. In Surah Maryam, Ayah 85, 86, Allah says, يَوْمَ نَحْشُرُ الْمُتَّقِينَ إِلَى الرَّحْمَانِ وَفْدًا the day when we will gather the God-fearing people and we will take them to Ar-Rahman, to Allah, how? Wafda, in a delegation. Honored. وَنَسُوقُ الْمُجْرِمِينَ إِلَى جَهَنَّمَ wirda, And the criminals will be driven to hellfire in a state of thirst. So, وَمْتَازُ الْيَوْمَ أَيُّهَا الْمُجْرِمُونَ Keep away, O you criminals. أَلَمْ أَعْهَدْ إِلَيْكُمْ Allah will ask them, Alam did not, A'ahad ilaykum, I enjoin upon you. A'ahad ilaykum is from ahida ila. Ahida ila is to enjoin, to entrust, meaning to command, to instruct. So, Alam a'ahad ilaykum, did I not command you, Ya bani Adam, or children of Adam, Allah ta'budu shaytan, that you should not worship the devil? Because innahu lakum adubum mubin, indeed he is to you a clear enemy. Were you not warned that you should not be obedient to shaitan? You should not be a servant to shaitan? Why did you worship the shaitan? Why did you listen to him? Majority of the people, they don't worship the Satan as we understand worship. But remember, anyone who is disobeying Allah, in reality, who is he obeying? Shaytan. Because there's only two ways. Either there is the way of Ar-Rahman or it's the way of Shaytan. Either we can be of the group of Ar-Rahman or we can be of the group of Shaytan. So were you not warned through the messengers? Alam yatikum rusulum minkum. Did messengers not come to you? Were you not warned that you must not listen to Shaytan? Why did you listen to your enemy? Wa anirbuduni and that you should worship only me. Were you not told? That you should worship only Allah. هذا صراط مستقيم. This is the straight path. And isn't this what the Prophet ﷺ called you towards? Notice over here first is لا تعبد الشيطان. And the second is أعبدوني. First is do not worship the shaytan. And the second is worship only Allah. Because first one has to reject obedience to shaytan. And then he can worship Allah. First is negation. لا إله. And then there is affirmation. إلا الله. First is 
kufr bitaghut man yakfur bitaghut and then is yu'min billah because you have to clean something before you beautify it you have to get rid of what is wrong before you do what is right you have to clean your record before you do what is good so over here people will be questioned what happened did you not know why did you listen to shaitan وَلَقَدْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us وَلَقَدْ and certainly أَضَلَّ مِنْكُمْ He has misled among you meaning shaitan indeed has misled many among you how many? جِبِلًّا كَثِيرًا جِبِلًّا creation how much creation? كَثِيرًا much جِبِلًّا جِبِل from the root letters جِيم بَالَام جَبَل is a mountain and a mountain I mean what does it show? huge sides and Jibil is used for a large group of people. In Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ayah 184 also we learned, وَاتَّقُوا الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالْجِبِلَّةَ الْأَوَّلِينَ Fear the one who created you, and he also created the first generations. And Jibilla signifies enormity of something. So, Shaitan has misled many people, Jibillan kathira, many, many generations of people. And those people were not just ordinary people, they were people of mighty strength and power. They were strong, resourceful, they were people of intellect. أَفَلَمْ تَكُونُوا تَعْقِلُونَ So then did you not use reason? Did you not understand his enmity? Why were you not careful? Shaitan indeed has led many, many people astray. And we know this for a fact. Is his enmity not clear to us? Then why do we still listen to him? Allah says, أَفَلَمْ تَقُونُوا تَعْقِلُونَ Did you not then use reason? Where is your reason? Why are you obeying shaitan? When you listen to him, do you realize where he's taking you to? When you obey him, do you realize that you are disobeying ar-Rahman? But what is the matter with us? Why do we listen to shaitan when it's evident? You know, once there was a man who was really angry. And the Prophet ﷺ saw him. The man was very angry, right in the face. And the Prophet ﷺ said, I know a statement which if he were to say, his anger would go away. So somebody asked, what is that? And the Prophet ﷺ said, A'udhu Billahi min shaitan rajim So the man, he was still angry, he didn't say A'udhu Billah. So the people said to him, didn't you hear what the Prophet ﷺ said? He said, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Why should I say A'udhu Billah? You see, he went even further in the trap of shaitan. And something very similar happens to us when we are advised, when we're angry or when we're upset, and we get even more angry. We get even more upset. How dare you advise me? How dare you say this to me? We're not really using our aql over there. أَفَلَمْ تَكُونُوا تَعْقِلُونَ هَذِهِ جَهَنَّمْ This is Jahannam أَلَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُعَدُونَ Which you were promised. You were warned of this, but you doubted. You were warned of this, but instead you said, Mata hadal wadu. When will this promise be? You were warned that shaitan is taking you here, but still you listen to him in your arrogance. Islauha liyom. So islauha. Now enter to burn in it. Islauha from the root letter sad lam ya. Sali. To burn. To be on fire. Islauha liyom. Why? بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْفُرُونَ Because of the kufr that you used to do. Because of your own disbelief. What do we see over here? A person will enter Jannah because of his iman. 
and a person will enter hell because of his kufr. Bima kuntum takfurun. Whatever type of kufr that may be, kufr of Allah, kufr of His Messenger, kufr of His Book, kufr of the Akhirah, kufr of the tenets of faith, whatever it may be. Al yawma. And then that, that day when a person will try to defend himself and lie, Allah says, Al-Yawma, today, Nakhtimu, we shall set a seal from Khatama. Ala afwahihim, upon their mouths. Afwah, plural of the word fam. We shall seal their mouths. So what does it mean? They will not be able to speak. But then what will speak? وَتُكَلِّمُنَا And it shall speak to us. What will speak to us? أَيْدِيهِمْ Their hands. وَتَشْهَدُ And it shall testify. What will testify? أَرْجُلُهُمْ Their feet. Plural of رِجُلْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Of that which they used to earn. Because when a person will be asked about his sins, he will lie in order to defend himself. So what will happen? His mouth will be sealed. And when his mouth will be sealed, then the body will be asked. The hands will be asked. The feet will be asked. Did this happen? Did you do this? In the Quran we learn in Surah Fussilat, Ayah 20, حَتَّى إِذَا مَا جَاءُوهَا شَهِدَ عَلَيْهِمْ سَمْعُهُمْ وَأَبْصَارُهُمْ وَجُلُودُهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Their ears, their eyes, and their skins will testify. Because that day a criminal will not be asked about the actions that he did. Did you do this or not? No. Because if a person is asked, did you do this? He will say, no, I didn't do it. So then he will not be allowed to speak. Then who will testify? The ears will testify. Oh Allah, he heard such and such through me. The eyes will testify. Oh Allah, she saw such and such through me. The skin will testify. Oh Allah, she went here, she did this, she touched this, she sat here, she typed this, she wrote this, she hit him through me. The skin will speak. وَقَالُوا لِجُلُودِهِمْ And they will say, meaning the people will say to their own skins, لِمَا شَهِدْتُمْ عَلَيْنَا Why on earth are you testifying against us? قَالُوا أَنْطَقَنَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي أَنْطَقَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ They will say, the skins will say, the ears will say, the eyes will say, the hands will say, the feet will say, that Allah is the one who has made us speak. Allah, the one who has made every creature speak, is the one who is making us speak. وَتُكَلِّمُنَا أَيْدِيهِمْ وَتَشْهَدُ أَرْجُلُهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Remember these hands, today we have them. Our feet, we have them today. We can use them however we want. But in reality, they're loyal to Allah. In reality, these hands and feet of ours, they belong to Allah and they're loyal to Allah. بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ The Prophet ﷺ said, on the day of judgment, when people will be presented, their mouths will be sealed. And then the first part that will speak is the thigh and the palm. The first part of the body that will speak is what? The thigh and the palm. They will speak. So we better use them in obedience to Allah. وَتَشْهَدُ أَرْجُلُهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ A person cannot avoid the reality of his deeds that day. So we better do what we do 
carefully. We better think about what we're doing. And we better seek Allah's forgiveness for what we have done. Allah says, وَلَوْ نَشَاءُ And if we wanted, لَطَمَسْنَا Surely we could have obliterated عَلَىٰ أَعْيُنِهِمْ Their eyes. So what would happen then? فَاسْتَبَقُوا الصُّرَاطَ They would race to the path. فَأَنَّا يُبْصِرُونَ Then how could they see? Over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us of the blessing of guidance that He has given us. Because if He wanted, He could have easily taken away the very faculties by which we perceive the right path. So, وَلَوْ نَشَاءُ If we wanted, لَطَمَسْنَا Surely we would have obliterated. The word tamasna is from tams. And tams is to eradicate, to wipe off something. Alright? Now over here, tamasna, we would have wiped out what? عَلَىٰ أَعْيُنِهِمْ Over their eyes. Meaning we could have wiped out their eyes completely. Eyes are wiped out, what does it mean? That a person is blind. Right? But remember that thumbs is more profound than i'ma. I'ma, a'ma, it refers to blindness. Right? Blindness is that the eyes are there, but they don't work. Thumbs is that literally the eyes are wiped out, so they're not there anymore. So it is said that tamis, tamis is one who doesn't have eyes even, in the sense that it's just flat. That skin is just flat. There's no opening. So if Allah wanted, He could have sealed shut their eyes so that they would never be able to see. فَاسْتَبَقُوا الصُّرَاطَ فَاسْتَبَقُوا So they would race to istabaqa. Remember in Surah Yusuf we learn وَاسْتَبَقَ الْبَابِ Both raced towards the door. So istabaqu, they all would have raced as-suraqa to the path. Why race to the path? In order to find it. In order to continue on it. But would they find the path? No, they wouldn't. فَأَنَّا يُبْصِرُونَ Then how could they see? Meaning they could not see. Because in the previous ayat, what is mentioned? The people who are in denial right now, what's going to happen on the Day of Judgment? They're going to present excuses. But what's going to happen? Their mouths are going to be sealed and their hands and their feet are going to speak in order to testify against them. And what is this showing? That if a person is in denial, if a person is upon misguidance, who is he harming? Only himself. Because on the Day of Judgment, even our body is not going to stay loyal to us. Our body is going to speak against us because our body is Allah's creation and it's loyal to who? To the one who made it. So here now, we are being made to realize the blessing of sight that we have been given. That with eyes we see. But if Allah wanted, He could have deprived us even of this blessing. The fact is that really, we do take blessings for granted. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted, we would have no means of seeing, we would have no means of obtaining guidance. So if a person is able to see right now, if a person is able to distinguish between right and wrong, 
then this is entirely whose favor upon him? Allah's favor upon him. وَلَوْ نَشَاءُ And if we wanted, لَمَسَخْنَاهُمْ Surely we could have deformed them. Where? عَلَى مَكَانَتِهِمْ Upon their places. Meaning in the very places they are in, we could have deformed them. The word مَسْخْ مَسَخْنَاهُمْ is from مَسْخْ And what does مَسْخْ mean? To disfigure, to distort, to transform something. So we could have disfigured them in their makana. Makana meaning makan. And what does makan mean? Place. And it refers to the place they are at, the moment they are in. Meaning if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted, He could have paralyzed them in the very places they are in. Again, what is this showing? Our utter dependence on who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the fact that we really have no control over ourselves. We think we have control over ourselves right now. But if Allah wants, He can obliterate our eyes. If Allah wants, He can paralyze us in our places. Because on the Day of Judgment, people are definitely going to lose control over their bodies. Right? Because their hands, their feet are going to speak against them. But if Allah wants, He can do that in this world also. لَمَسَخْنَاهُمْ عَلَى مَكَانَتِهِمْ We could have disfigured them, distorted their appearances, deformed them in the very places they are in, the very moment they are in. Then what would happen? فَمَا not إِسْتَطَاعُوا They would be able to. مُضِيًّا Proceed. مُضِيًّا from the root letters mean ضَادِيَا مَضَى يَمْضِي is to go by. Alright? Maadi is from the same root, that which has gone, meaning past. Alright? And mudi is to proceed to move forward. Because when you move forward, then what happens? Where you were before is now behind you. It is now maadi. Alright? So, فَمَسْتَطَاعُوا مُضِيًّا They would not be able to proceed forward. وَلَا يَرْجِعُونَ Nor could they return. Meaning, they would not be able to step forward, nor would they be able to take a step back. In other words, they would be frozen in their very spots. This is the control that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has over us. This is the power that He has over us. And this is the weakness that we have. This is the inability that we have even over ourselves. So basically, why the pride then? Why the arrogance then? And over here, la yarji'oon can also be understood as that they could not return them to their previous forms. I mean, think about it. If a person is afflicted with some physical deformity or some physical disability or something, you know, an illness, a disease, are they able to reverse their physical condition? Can they go back? No, they cannot. This is how weak we are. This is how incapable we are. We have no control over our bodies even. Who has control over us? Allah does. So don't you realize this? Don't we realize this? Why not surrender to Allah? Why not obey Allah? How dare can we disobey Allah then? Allah warns us, وَمَنْ and whoever نُعَمِّرْهُ We give him long life. Meaning whoever we grant a long life to. Then what will happen? نُنَكِّسْهُ We shall reverse him. In what? فِي الْخَلْقِ In the creation. نُنَكِّسْهُ From the root letters نُون كَافْسِينَ نَكْسْ 
And what does naqs mean? Literally it is to turn over. To turn over. Right? Flip it. Tanqis, tanqis is to reverse something. Take it back to where it was, how it was. Alright? So what does this refer to? Nunakisu fil khalq, we reverse him in creation. Meaning, when a child is born, then how is he? Weak, incapable, right? Cannot even sit, cannot even stand, cannot even feed itself. And what happens? As the child grows older, he develops his abilities, he grows in his strength. But then there comes a point where the strength begins to deteriorate. Now he is regressing. He's not advancing in his strength, in his abilities, rather he is regressing. There was a time up until when he was learning, growing in his knowledge, in his understanding, in his language, and then there comes a point where he begins to forget. So, نُنَكِّسْهُ فِي الْخَلْقِ We reverse him in creation. Meaning there is physical regression. And you know the word نُنَكِّسْهُ? We read the word نَاكِسُ earlier. نَاكِسُ رُؤُوسِهِمْ They'll be bending their heads. Right? Because in old age, literally, this is what happens to a person's posture. Their physical body, it shrinks. A person reverses in his abilities. So, وَمَنْ نُعَمِّرْهُ نُنَكِّسْهُ فِي الْخَلْقِ أَفَلَا يَعْقِلُونَ Then will they not understand? Will they not take a lesson and make use of their life? In the previous two verses, we are being warned that you think you have power over your body? No, you don't. And now, a greater warning is given. That think about it. As you grow older, as you age, you lose what you have. Then why the pride? In Surah Al-Radaya 54, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ ضَعْفٍ Allah has created you from weakness. Meaning initially, how were you? Weak. And then, ثُمَّ جَعَلَ مِنْ بَعْدِ ضَعْفٍ قُوَّةً Then after weakness, he made strength, meaning for you. ثُمَّ جَعَلَ مِنْ بَعْدِ قُوَّةٍ ضَعْفًا Then again, after, that strength will be weakness. It's amazing how babies are in diapers. And then what happens to an extremely aged person who becomes immobile literally, is not able to go to the bathroom themselves, then what do they need? Same thing. It's amazing how children, babies, when they eat, you have to put a napkin in front of them. Right? You must do that. And what happens to an older person? They need a napkin also. It's amazing how little children, they eat food that's all mush, soft, you know, basically no spice, no flavor, nothing bland. And that is the exact kind of food that old people eat. وَمَنْ نُعَمِّرْهُ نُنَكِّسْهُ فِي الْخَلْقِ And do we have control over this at all? No, we don't. We really don't have control over this. أَفَلَا يَعْقِلُونَ Then will they not take a lesson, make use of their life? وَمَا and not. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defends His Messenger. وَمَا and not. عَلَّمْنَاهُ We have taught him الشِّعْرَ The poetry. This Qur'an is not poetry. Another motive of the surah now begins over here, which is affirming the status of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, defending the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And Allah says, "We have not taught him poetry. He is not a poet. This Quran is not poetry. No matter how poetic it may sound, 
It's not poetry. Why? Because wama and not yambari lahu. It befits him. What does not befit him? That Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam should read or say poetry. We have not taught him poetry, nor does it befit him to say poetry. Why? Because when it comes to poetry, you know, poets, poets lie a lot in their poetry. There's a lot of exaggeration. Right? I mean, it's really far from truth. And then on top of that, what is poetry all about? It's talk. Right? It's talk. It's just commentary. Whereas a prophet doesn't just talk. He acts. He does. He makes the change. Poets, they speak a lot, they talk a lot, but they do nothing in their actions. And prophets are different from that. So, وَمَا عَلَّمْنَاهُ الشِّعْرَ وَمَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُ Remember that poets had a very high status in the Arab society. But still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala negates that no, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is not a poet because Qur'an is not poetry. In Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ayah 224 onwards, Allah says, Who are the followers of poets? Al-Ghawun, the deviated people, meaning people who've got nothing better to do in their life. أَلَمْ تَرَى أَنَّهُمْ فِي كُلِّ وَادٍ يَهِيمُونَ do you not see that poets are basically wandering around in every valley? وَأَنَّهُمْ يَقُولُونَ مَا لَا يَفْعَلُونَ And they say what they do not do. Meaning their words contradict their actions. Is this how a prophet is? No. A poet's character is very different from prophetic character. They're very different. And on top of that, the kalam of a poet is full of lies, exaggeration. And the kalam... The Qur'an, which is the kalam of Allah, this is not based on lies, it is based on haqq, on sidq. So, وَمَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُ It does not even befit him. His status is far greater. His character is far better than that of the poets. And then also if you think about it, مَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُ What does it mean? It does not befit him, it's not possible for him. It's not possible for him. Why would it be not possible for the Prophet ﷺ to be a poet? Because poets, they don't just become poets one day. Alright? They have some background in, for example, taking interest in poetry, eloquent expression, etc., etc. And the Prophet ﷺ, in all the years that he lived amongst his people, he was never interested in poetry. He never said poetry. So it's not possible that a person who does not have any background in poetry, now all of a sudden, he's saying the most eloquent kalam. Because you see, the Qur'an is a miracle in many ways. And one of the ways in which the Qur'an is a miracle is with respect to its language, with respect to its eloquence. So eloquent it is, that when the masters of this language, when they heard the Qur'an, they recognized the Qur'an to be amazing. Even the jinn, they said, إِنَّا سَمِعْنَا قُرْآنًا عَجَبًا Amazing. Alright? You see, when Musa salam, when he threw the staff in front of the magicians, and his staff turned into a snake, what was the reaction of the magicians? What did they say? Is this magic? No, they said, this is not magic. Amanna, we believe. Because this is something far greater than magic. This is something beyond human ability. 
Right? Why did the magician say that? Because as magicians, they knew what magic is. Right? And when they saw the miracle of Musa a.s., they recognized it to be a miracle and not magic. Because they were familiar with magic. They knew the in and out of magic. When it comes to poetry, when it comes to eloquent expression, the Arabs knew the ins and outs of it. They were masters of it. They were masters of it. And this is why when they heard the Qur'an, what could they say? They knew that this was not the speech of a human being. So for example, we learn about one man, right, Walid. He was of the famous poets of Arabia. Amongst many other things that he was, he was also a very famous poet. So what happened when the Prophet ﷺ recited the Qur'an, Abu Jahl and his gang, they went to Walid and they said that you have to say something. Right? People are waiting for your statement. What are you going to say? Because whatever you, you will say, that is what they will repeat. So you need to make a statement. And he said that, you know, it's amazing. The speech is amazing. And he described it in very beautiful terms. Alright? And he said, let me think about it. I'll come up with something. And then he thought of many things that he could call the Qur'an. Lies, stories of the old, whatever. And then finally he said, this is magic. This is magic. Why did he say it was magic? Because magic, what does it do? It affects people. Right? How? You don't know how. But it somehow affects people. Like for example, if a person has been affected by magic, out of no reason they start crying, they start laughing, they start having fights with the people around them. Right? What's causing all of this? You cannot figure out. Right? So when Walid described the Qur'an as magic, what was he admitting right there and then? The superiority of the Qur'an above any other speech. But because he didn't want to admit that it was Allah's speech, because that would mean you accept yourself as lesser than the Prophet ﷺ, because Allah chose him and not somebody else, and they could never do that, Arabs could never admit it. Remember I told you previously they were too arrogant to have even one leader? So because of their pride, they had to come up with something else. So they said, you know what? This is magic. This is magic. Allah says, وَمَا عَلَّمْنَاهُ الشِّعْرَ وَمَا يَنْبَغِي It does not even befit Muhammad wasallam. It's not possible for him to say such, such perfect kalam because it's beyond human ability. And we see that in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has challenged the people. That if you are in doubt about this Qur'an, then produce something like it. One surah, ten surahs. Any speech like the Qur'an. The challenge was changed many times. There are several ayat in the Qur'an that mention this challenge. Were the people ever able to produce something like the Qur'an? No, they weren't. Why? Because it's beyond human ability. And that is what Allah says, وَمَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُ Even if Muhammad wasallam tried, he wouldn't be able to. It's not possible for him. In Surah Al-Ankabut, Ayah 48, Allah says, وَمَا كُنْتَ تَتْلُو مِنْ قَبْلِهِ مِنْ كِتَابِ Before, you never read a book. You never read a book, you're not a reader. And this is why when Jibreel came to him and he said, Iqra, what did the Prophet ﷺ say? مَا أَنَا بِقَارِئِ I'm not a reader, meaning I'm not one who reads. I cannot read, I don't know what to read. I don't know how to read. He didn't have this background. So, وَمَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُ and you see the words of the Prophet ﷺ, hadith. I mean, that language is very different from the language of the Qur'an. Right? Very different. 
Allah says, in huwa, this is not illa except dhikrun, a reminder. It is not except a reminder. What is not? The Qur'an. Meaning the Qur'an is only a reminder. It's a message. For who? For the people. So all people, take this reminder, take this message and do something. وَقُرْآنٌ مُبِينٌ And it is a mubin Qur'an, a clear Qur'an. Meaning in its message, it's very clear. It's not like poetry. Poetry is very unclear. Isn't it? Have you ever read, for example, poetry in English or in Urdu? You know, for example, I speak fluent Urdu. Right? Alhamdulillah, I understand Urdu. But when it comes to Urdu poetry, I don't understand anything of it. Seriously, I don't. I cannot comprehend it. And this is despite the fact that in every grade, I studied Urdu as a language, and there was a part of it that had poetry. Always. Always. But I still don't get it. It's complicated. It needs to be explained. Isn't it? So this is how poetry is. But the Qur'an, it is mubeen. Its message is clear. It's evident. In fact, parts of the Qur'an explain other parts of it. Qur'an mubeen. لِيُنْذِرَ And why has this Qur'an come? لِيُنْذِرَ So that it may warn, or the Prophet may warn, مَنْ كَانَ حَيًّا The one who is حي, alive. The Qur'an is a warning for the living. But when is Surah Yaseen opened and recited? When someone dies or is near death. And the same Surah says, لِيُنْذِرَ مَنْ كَانَ حَيًّا while we are alive, we neglect the Qur'an. And when somebody is dying or somebody has just died, then we recite the Qur'an. We force people, you come and you commit that you will read 10 juz. Sipara rather. Right? And if you don't, then what kind of a friend or relative are you? Allah says, لِيُنْذِرَ مَنْ كَانَ حَيًّا Because what is Qur'an? It's a warning. And warning helps who? Those who are alive or those who are dead? Those who are alive. Because those who are alive, they need warning. Those who are dead, their time is up. The living need warning so that they can save themselves, so that they can protect themselves. So the Qur'an is a warning for those who are alive. وَيَحِقَّ الْقَوْلِ And it has been sent so that يَحِقَّ الْقَوْلِ The قول, the word may be justified. عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ Against those who deny. Which word? The word of punishment. How is it justified on those who deny? Because when they deny the Qur'an, then yes, the punishment is justified against them. So, what do we learn in this ayah? The Qur'an is a warning to the living, and this can be understood in another way also, that those whose hearts are alive, those who are spiritually alive, then yes, the Qur'an is a warning to them. It will benefit them. But those whose hearts are spiritually dead, then they will not get any benefit from the Qur'an. Recitation. أَلَمْ أَعْهَدَ إِلَيْكُمْ يَا بَنِي آدَمَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا الشَّيْطَانِ إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُّبِينٌ 